Have you had a good week? I have. I had a pretty quiet week. Oh, let's get into that. <laughs> right after this. Hello and welcome back to Explicitly Us. Fun, friendly and good for the whole family. It's sure to put a smile on your face. So get ready all the way from Table 19 Studios, your hosts Andy and Trista. All the way. Andy and Trista. You've had a good week? I missed you so much. Nothing? I missed you as well. Wow. Was that too long of a pause? It wasn't believable after that long pause? Seemed a little forced. I did miss you. But I said it first, so technically it only counts for 50% of an actual I miss you. You say everything first. Sounds like a personal problem. (laughs) Are you going to be quiet this whole podcast? No, I was just thinking, is this something... long pauses are awkward. Is this something that we're going to work on in our... What year of marriage are we in? 16. In our 16th year of marriage, you're going to start saying things first. Is that it? I don't see why things need to change. (laughs) (laughs) Things have been fine over 16 years. (laughs) Why would we change them now? Well, have I changed in 16 years of marriage? Have you changed? Yeah. I mean, well, naturally we both have changed, but... Have I changed any bad habits? (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, come on. Say have. I don't know. I'm sure. Have you changed any bad habits? It's kind of vague. Have you changed any bad habits? A few things. Oh, yeah? (laughs) I would love to know (laughs) what these things are. I don't want to get into it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we should. (laughs) Well... I missed you. You missed me. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. Let's not compare. Let's not. Who missed who more. It's not healthy for our relationship. It's not healthy for any relationship to argue over something so positive. (laughs) So we had family in last week and then they wanted to spend time off island. This week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I took me. I took me. I took the kids and went over with them. I took one for the team and I stayed home. Is that it? To take Is care of it? the house. Is that really it? And the pets. Oh, yeah. I said, listen, guys, I know you're going to have a great time. Uh huh. It's going to be amazing. Let's. But I don't want anyone else to have to miss out. And I don't want anybody to have to stress about the leak in the house running all over and damaging everything. 
the pets getting loose, something happening, not getting fed. I'll just stay. I'll just sacrifice and stay and y'all go have fun. That's what I said. And so you stayed in a house. Yes. After 16 years of marriage, every single, almost every single day, being with all of us. I think we can honestly say it's never happened before. I mean, there's been times you've gone away for extended periods of times. Or we. There's been times we've gone away from the children. There have been times the children have gone away from us. But I don't know that I've ever been like completely by myself without any of you or other family members, other people around. Mm-hmm. For almost, it was pretty much a solid four days. And how was it? It was nice. Heaven. It was relaxing. I'm in I'm heaven. I'm not going to say it wasn't lonely at times. I did find myself talking to myself on several occasions. What were those conversations like? Just like things that I was doing. If I was like, oh, I forgot to take the laundry here and to do this or, you know, why isn't this whatever? Just, you know, things that you would say out loud to other people who were around when things were going on. Was there I just a, said them to myself. Was there a volleyball with a handprint anywhere nearby? No, I did good. Um, I didn't go crazy. It was kind of weird because I'm in constant cleanup mode. Like there's constantly things that need to be a woman should be cleaned up. Like everywhere I go, please don't email me from meal to meal from occasion to occasion. I'm just constantly picking up and cleaning up. And so when you guys left and I did like the customary company is gone, clean the house, whatever, it's like I would look over and the table was still clean <laughs> from like the day before. Or I would eat my meal by myself and take it to the sink and turn around and like there's no crumbs on the floor and there isn't piles of dishes here and there and stacks of laundry. It was just weird, but nice. It was a nice little vacation by myself. And I will note that two things happened. One, you looked forward to us coming home. Yeah. And two, you were here when we got back. Which, those things could have been in question <laughs> with you spending four days like I was you almost spent. not here when you got back, though. Because there was an instance. Incident. And an incident, like hours before you arrive back home, mm-hmm. where the dog almost killed me. German Shepherd, about 70 pounds. We had such a good time while y'all were gone. And he was a little like, he can kind of tell when people are gone, when somebody isn't here. Things kind of change from his normal routine. But I would go out and play with him and throw. He likes to fetch the stick and whatever. Well, the last day, I went out to the patio, watered my plants. 
turned around to walk down the little path to go to the garage. Concrete path. Concrete path. Sidewalk. And I've determined that what must have happened was that I had cleared a blind spot for him. Like I had walked around the corner just enough where there was a bush that he must not have realized I was right there. Because he took off from the patio, which was just steps away, full speed, like around this little corner. And he took my legs out from under me. At the same time. And I flew up in the air like... A cartoon. Like a movie. You see people like get taken out and fly up in the air. And it was one of those things where it was like slow motion and my brain was thinking. And I was like, it was a mixture of what is what just happened? Like, why am I in the air? And also like, (laughs) no, like my other thought was I can't get injured because I'm home by myself. Like Mm -hmm. I can't be injured. And I hit the ground hard. And... I tried to catch myself. I was up off the ground enough that I had time to reach back and try to like catch myself with my hands. And so like I scraped up my wrists and my elbows behind me, but then my full force landed on my backside. Uh And thankfully it wasn't my tailbone. Uh And I actually landed half on the concrete with my hands and my elbows. And then my backside landed on the grass. And I just laid there for a minute, like trying to breathe and like trying to figure out what had actually occurred, why I was on the ground. It was very like dazed and confused and my head was like jarred. I didn't hit my head, but it was like all shaken up. And then I realized the dog had taken me out um, and I kind of assessed myself like I'm moving, nothing's broken And I just, I remember just rolling, like kind of like rolling over like a log (laughs) and getting up off the ground. (laughs) But it was quite the experience. (sighs) And what did Sackett do after that? He came over as soon as he knocked me down. I think he realized what had happened and he walked back towards me and like started licking my face. And I was just like, oh, I wasn't like mad at him, but I was just like, why are you coming back to try and console me? (laughs) And then he just kind of like walked away and I didn't get him his supper right away. (laughs) I was like, I got to go upstairs a minute and walk around. (laughs) So he didn't get his dinner for another 30 minutes or so. (laughs) That's funny. We're broken, broken people. The week before broke the toe. It's on the mend. Feels much better. Good. Than from when it did a week ago. I've had no other accidents with it. It seems to be healing. You have bruises that will heal. Yep. We're not as young as we used to be. No. I definitely felt it in that moment hitting the ground. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll be okay. (laughs) Honestly, I I reverted back to the commercials. I've fallen and I can't get up. Right. You needed that button. (laughs) Life alert. (laughs) Did you have your phone with you at the time? Uh, 
I guess I didn't. You could have had a broken back and been laying there forever. <sighs> that would have not been good. No. But we made it home. Had a grand time. Good. Had a pool there. You guys got to, the kids loved that. Kids did. I was freezing. Yeah. Played a lot of board games with the family. We had a board game. You got your fill? Yeah. I only played one game, one round of a game. I know. I know. But I worked a puzzle. We talked about that. And I finished it. Katie, we talked about last week, Katie started it. She's the puzzle genius. Mm -hmm. She did a, a large section of it, and I did a little bit. Which I found out because I was like, I'm going to finish this puzzle while I'm here by myself. I actually took on the more difficult area of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Because when I started and I picked it back up by myself, I worked on the areas she had kind of started and worked my way over. And the last thing I did was the area that I tried to start on. So, mm. but I got it done. And that picture will be up on Instagram for you to see. It was a success. It was a cheaper puzzle as far as price point. Um, so not like superior quality puzzle pieces. But I was pretty happy with it for what I paid for it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't super cheap. I like the scene. It was a good scene, yeah. And uh, speaking of World War II, Russia has invaded Ukraine. It's very sad. Very sad. Never in our lifetime has there been a major invasion like this from two countries such as them. I mean, we've gone to war. The last war we participated in, war against terror, I mean. On behalf of others. On yes. behalf of others, but there was no there was no pinpointed country that we were continually at war against. You know, this is Russia against Ukraine. And I know there's always minor conflicts going on and rebellions and uprisings and things like that in the world throughout these last years but i mean this is a major world power russia against another person who uh, is very much involved in uh the leading countries of the world ukraine um going toe to toe and this is a crazy time in every war there has been a major impact economically on america it has affected us, so we are going to have to see what that is going to do. I'm sorry, y'all, for bringing this up on a Monday. I know y'all don't want to hear about this, but that's obviously what's on everybody's mind and what we're all thinking about. So, hey, let's change the subject then. If that's the case, let's do our Bible verse. Can we do that, Trista? Sure. That's a good idea. And now we'll get us past and just, man... Honestly, I know this is a Monday. We want to think lighthearted a little bit and get on with the week, but you can't help but have to take a minute and pray for Ukraine and the people of Russia who are being forced into a war against Ukraine. Um, man, pray for them. But for the Christian, in Psalm chapter 27, verse 1, both Russian Christians and the Ukrainian Christians can say this. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. 
of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. And I encourage you to go to Psalm chapter 27 and continue reading from verse 8 to 14 to be further encouraged by these great passages. Have you seen the videos of Christians in the Ukraine uh, and also I think maybe in Russia as well singing together in church? Have you seen these? Um, I don't think I've seen those, no. People are, obviously, there's Christians. People in the, praying, like yeah, kneeling and praying. praying. I've seen people singing. I've, one video sent from the Ukraine was some Russians and Ukrainians in church together, mm-hmm. uh, praising and worshiping together. Man, pray for the Christians and missionaries over there. So that's what's been happening this past week. And But God is in control. We know that. we got to work where we're at in this place here. So anyways, from that, we have another day that we passed up. I mean, we really are not doing well looking forward in time to when the podcast comes out and what is going to be happening that day. We're really not good at it. We, we kind of just deal with today and that's it. Last week, what was it? Well, we tend to talk about like the previous week, but we don't really think about what's coming up in the week. At all. No, we don't. So what did we miss last week? President's Day, I assume, President's is what you're thinking. President's Day, yes. And, I mean, so many things we could have talked about. We could have talked about the book we're reading right now, right? We could have talked about Paul Harvey and all of the different presidential uh, stories he has told over the years. It could have had one of them queued up, didn't, failed. Let me tell you about this book, guys. Just what's the name of the book? I'm looking for it. It's... Um Thomas Jefferson, right? It is by Brian Kilmeade. And the book is called Thomas Jefferson and the Tripoli Pirates. Uh, Subtitle, The Forgotten War That Changed American History. This is the first major war, including uh, involving our Navy and Marines um, very soon after the birth of our nation. Very, very important war that took place not on our coast or in our lands. And you might remember the song of the Marines. It's not a song. It is a song, but it's not a theme song. What do they call it? It's not a theme song. Yep. That word. It's not a national song. Anthem. The Marine Anthem. We call it an anthem. The, different, the anthems of the different 
branches. We're going to call it an anthem. It's not a fight song. We will, you said that right. Yeah, we'll we'll get a we'll get a text. I'm sure. <laughs> of Kyle <laughs> Kyle telling us what it is I think it's anthem so anyways when you hear the marine anthem it says from the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli Tripoli and so this is a war the I'll be honest I don't know that I ever knew exactly the details of the war but Thomas Jefferson was president at the time and what was going on was in trade as we were sending ships over to Europe, the pirates of Tripoli, the Barbary, the Bar- pi- Barbary pirates. pirates were raiding and piratizing against ships and taking people into captivity. And of course, it's a Muslim uh, world over there. And so under the Muslim religion, they were taking and enslaving people, okay, Americans, who, and then they would uh, send to America for, um, what's that Tribute, Trib- not well, tribute, but ransom. ransom. They'd send for a ransom, and if they didn't get it, they would enslave them for years on end, and uh, treat them very inhumanely and such. And so it was in all all countries of the world at this time that were going through that trade place um, were getting attacked by these pirates, and you had to pay a lot of tribute to be able to pass without getting uh, raided. And America was so young and we didn't have as much finances and we still don't. But at the time, we just we weren't capable of keeping up with the tributes. And so they said, hey, start building ships. And that process took years. And and so this story, we're not even at the part yet where they go to war. We're just in the shipbuilding phase and they're trying to negotiate diplomatically with Tripoli. in the meantime, right, as they prepare in the background for a possible war where they could hold their own. So it's an interesting book. We're reading it together. And the writer of this book is Brian Kilmeade. He has several, if you're interested in history or um, president presidential history, and I'll say the aspects maybe of, of the presidents, some very popular presidents that are not talked about as much, right? I mean, maybe you learned about Thomas Jefferson and the Pirates of Tripoli, but I didn't. Okay, um, so if you if you're interested in things like that or what other presidents did, I mean, I think it's the other book he wrote is George Washington and the Secret Six, something. And, and I'm I'm guessing here. I think George Washington had some secret ser- uh, agents, some super secret agents um, that helped him, and so the book is about that, and maybe that's creation of the secret service i don't know i'm not sure i'm not sure but i'm gonna read it i'm gonna go read it so brian kilmeade he's brian kilmeade is also you might know his name he is a television personality with i'm gonna say fox it's not espn it's fox i is what it to him but no it's fox and i heard about him through another podcast that i listened to and so go look it up. He, the only critique I'll say about this book, and because it's an audio book for me and Trista, so we can listen and read it together. The only thing I will say is that he, he narrates it himself. He reads it himself. And he's a fast reader. He's not a professional reader. 
you know, there's professional readers. They read good. He reads good, but just not a professional reader. So if you do audiobooks, just be aware of that. But it's um, definitely better than like sometimes they're like computer automated readers. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the free books. If yeah. you get free books, sometimes they're computer automated. It's definitely way better than that. The other book that I'm reading on my own is uh, more of a, I don't know that it is a computer read book, but it sounds like yeah. a computer read book. Um, and it is it's very robotic. Two years before the mast. And I shouldn't have started. It's a very interesting book. Um, it's talking. It, it talks about um, seafaring years and years ago, but back in the 1600s, seafaring days, and uh, what it was like on those boats. And it was one man that was like a Harvard student or something or, or something like that. I forget. Um, these years don't seem to match up. When did Harvard? Harvard. Is that how you say it? Harvard. Harvard. That's how you say it. I'm not sure of the years. I'll be honest. I forgot already. But he was like, I need to go experience the world. And so he left his studies and joined up with a ship. And they're right now on the West Coast, you know, going up and down the West Coast. California. California. <laughs> the Californians. California. And um, so it's very interesting. Um, but I got five hours, five and a half hours left of that book, but that book is a little monotonous because of the reading style. Um, oh, here we go. Andrew Jackson. Here's another one of Brian Kilmeade's, uh, books, Andrew Jackson and the miracle of new Orleans. You got George Washington secret six. You got, where's the other one? There should be one or two more, but I don't see them. So go look them up, read them. I, I, I would say that maybe maybe it's a better read than listen. We listen be out of necessity. But if you have time to read and, and have if you set aside time every day to read, some people do that, um, it, it definitely would be a good book to add to your library. Educate yourself on, on America and our history is important. All right, enough about books, Trista. How about we get back into President's Day and try to listen to this Um Paul Harvey. It's been a while. Shall we? Let's do it. All right, let's bring it up. The rest of the story. Tom and Betsy Sparrow were dead. And a strange illness it was. It began with a white coating of the tongue and a burning in the gut, and it claimed its victims within days. Nancy took it very hard. She'd grown up in Tom and Betsy's home, sort of an adopted daughter, Folks even called her Nancy Sparrow sometimes. Even after Nancy was grown and married, the Sparrows were her neighbors back in Kentucky. And when Nancy and her husband and children moved away to settle in the brand new state of Indiana, Tom and Betsy followed. They would set up housekeeping in Nancy's pool shed until they could locate and settle some land of their own, and now they were dead. Nancy, 34-year-old pioneer woman, wished that Tom and Betsy had never come to Little Pigeon Creek. If they had just stayed in Kentucky, perhaps they'd still be alive. Then not long after they buried the sparrows, Nancy herself took ill. Same dreadful symptoms. White coating of the tongue, burning insides. Then her tongue turned to brownish and her hands and feet turned to ice. Her pulse grew slower and slower. Nancy was dying. 
In what she knew were her last hours, this pioneer woman called her two children to her side. They'd been a hard 34 years. Never was it more evident than now the withered face looked up into the young'un's eyes. Nancy had never learned to read or write. Her signature was simply her mark. But she had memorized most of what had been read to her from the good book. That was good enough for her, and it would be good enough to get her son and daughter through life as well. And with that earnest advice, Nancy slipped away. Outside the cabin, the yellow and crimson leaves were tumbling to the forest floor on that fifth day of October in 1818. Her husband made a coffin of black cherry, and Nancy was laid to rest on a windy hill near the graves of her adoptive parents, Tom and Betsy. And this is the rest of the story. Nancy and the Sparrows, her adoptive parents, had died from what used to be called the milk sick. The milk sick, not an infection, it was a poisoning. A milk cow strays into a field of white snake root and grazes on the snake root. The toxin passes into the cow's milk without harming the cow, but it poisons anybody who drinks the milk. Now, the chore of looking after the family milk cow would have fallen to Nancy's son. Any more information on that subject would be more than anybody knows. But for some reason, she took over the milking of the cow. She did not leave that chore to her son. And that son grew up and spoke of his mother almost never, and he spoke of her death, never, although his words on other subjects would change the nation and in some ways would change the world. You see, Nancy's birth mother was named Hanks. She married a man named Lincoln, and her son's name, the boy who was spared, was Abraham. And now you know the rest of the story. I had a feeling. Did you? Yep. Did you know that story? Nope. Neither did I. That's what Paul Harvey is for. That's what his purpose in life was for, was to bring us information that we did not know. I did not know Abraham Lincoln's mother died from milk poisoning. I didn't know there was such a thing as milk poisoning. We're learning so much. So much. That would have been, boy, I don't know if that would have been a really good presidents i i'd not heard that either you know, a lot of these that i play i'm hearing for the first right. time so boy that would have been maybe a swing and a miss on president's day i don't know <laughs> but it's something about a president that maybe you didn't know now you know the rest of the story and you can say i know how abraham lincoln's mother died now you know now we know yep so we got man we got uh, our bible verse in we got paul harvey in i mean what's left trista I don't know what's left, Andy. Tell me, what do you got? Do you, did you have anything for us? I can do, but it's not going to be quick, so don't cue music yet. I can do a word of the day. Cue. <laughs> Cued. Oh, I thought you were going to start playing the outro music. I was like, no, oh, no, I need more time than that. No, we'll cue other music. We'll just do. Oh, okay. 
I get to take my time. You can take all the time all you right. want. Awesome. Um, I have an interesting one today. And then I have a little excerpt. I'm going to read about it. How are you doing on Wordle? Speaking of words. I, I struggled yesterday on a word that had repeat letters. Mm-hmm. Plural. Vivid. <laughs> vivid. I struggled on. She struggled on vivid. Today's... I got rather quickly. So I'm liking it. I don't necessarily want to stress out about it. Somebody said that we should use Wordle as the word of the day. Yes. And if there's one that comes up, obviously, that I'm unfamiliar with, or that, I mean, there have been one or two Mm -hmm. in the past that I could have used, um, I will remember to, to try to include those. You'll do your very best. Yes. Your dead level best. I will. That would be fun. Oh, so read this and then I have something else to tell you. Remind me. Okay. That I have something and I'll try to All remember right. what it is. So today's word is ilurophile. Ilurophile. Is it a medicine? Is it a toxin? No. Is it a medicine? No. It's a file. P H I L E. I lure a file. A I L U R O P H I L E. I lure a file. What is it? It is a cat fancier or a lover of cats. File being lover. (laughs) (laughs) So, I lure a file. Are you an allure file? So, uh, let me just read this this excerpt here. From, I don't think file comes from anything to do with cats. No, it's love. The Iluro, I'll read it to oh, you. Oh, okay. okay, yeah. From Merriam-Webster, this is what they say. Although the word Ilurophile has only been documented in English since the early 1900s, Ilurophiles have been around for thousands of years. The ancient Egyptians were perhaps history's greatest cat lovers, pampering and adorning felines, honoring them in art, even treating them as gods. But the English word ilurophile does not descend from Egyptian. Rather, it comes from a combination of the Greek word iluros, which means cat, and the suffix file, meaning lover. If Egyptian cat-loving sentiments leave you cold and you're more sympathetic to medieval Europeans who regarded cats as wicked agents of evil, you might prefer the word ilurophobe. That's me. Meaning fearing or adverse to. That's a fancy name for someone who hates or fears cats. Mm-hmm. So you have ilurophile if you love cats. That's a modern translation. Or ilurophobe if you hate cats. That's a that's a modern fear them. modern Merriam-Webster. Since 1828. <laughs> I don't know what's modern. Well, modern is not 1828. <laughs> Is that the 1828? Yeah. Or how do you know? Because it says. Where? Merriam-Webster since right. 1828. Okay. I'll let it go then. Okay. So, Ilurophile, love cats, Ilurophobe, yeah. hate cats. Ilurophobe. I'm, I'm taking that team. There you go. And now you know the rest of the word. <laughs> All right, so... 
We had a kind of a monumentous occasion in our family. Last Sunday, um, our son takes two types of guitar lessons, and our daughter takes guitar and piano, a type of guitar and piano. And uh, our son's getting good enough to start playing songs and accompanying people. And so I challenged them and I... I challenged. I said, shouldn't he be playing this in church now? Shouldn't he have this responsibility to play his instrument in church? Because Callie plays the piano in church. Yeah, if you weren't so quick to praise yourself, you would hear the rest of my sentence. I said... I was going to say, I challenged them with a song. I wasn't going to say it was all me. I picked a song for them to play. So sit back and relax, Trista. I will. All right. So Trista challenged them, and I had nothing to do with it. So they played this song called Should the Servant Be More Than His Master. Now, unfortunately, on Sunday, I put a mic in front of his guitar, and I did not turn the microphone on. Dumb rookie mistake. You could still hear it though. Not good enough. So this Sunday before church, they're going to do it again just for me because I want to hear it. Um, And we'll record it and we'll put it on explicitly us. It's a long song though. You'll have to just include a portion of it. I'll just include a portion of it. And we'll do that for not this Monday. Well, I guess we could. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well. Might as well. Hopefully today when you're listening to this podcast, you can go over to our Instagram page and find a video of them singing or Callie singing. Um, that would be good. So let us know what you think of that. And then you'll see some other pictures of this past week. Hope you're enjoying our Instagram account. It's nice to be able to, I've gotten some you know, good feedback. People like to be able to associate pictures with the topics, what's going on. And uh, so one of these days I'll get up the courage to record a minute or two segment of us here um, and post that. But That takes courage? Yeah, because the desk is a mess. Oh. And I don't gotcha. want people to see our bedroom. You just have to clean it. It does take a lot of courage. (laughs) (laughs) But we're also in our bedroom and, you know, you don't got your face on and all that. So, you know, I I don't want to. My face is on. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I don't think you got all your face on. my face. Uh, Sometimes you got more face on. Hey, careful with my toe. You're bumping my toe under the table. This is not the time for footsies, Trista. Yes, it is. Stop it. You're going to hurt me. (laughs) So, we have big plans for dinner? Tonight? No. A week from now. Maybe. Tonight. Maybe. See what I have to deal with, people? We got to watch the ball game first. What time does the ball game come on? Three o'clock. Oh, okay. Sweet. Perfect timing. Until next time, love you. Love you. 
Hey, wait a second. Did you know Explicitly Us is on Instagram? Just search explicitly underscore us or you can find the link on the show description. You will be able to see photos and videos on the various topics and stories we share. Do you have any friends? Invite them to share in the fun too. Until next time, be happy, be blessed.